Welcome to Connect Learn Grow FM, ITSMF USA's monthly podcast for the IT service management community. ITSMF USA, people, process, and tools with you in mind. Welcome to Fusion 16 Service Management Conference. My name is Eddie Vidal, and I am joined by my partner in crime, Greg Sanker. In crime. In crime. In crime. Because we are going to pull off the biggest heist tonight. <laughs> that is awesome. Nobody knows this yet, but we have a plan. Well, it, so far, it's been a great conference. And we have Jill with us, who's going to tell us everything that she's done up until this point and why everybody should attend next year. All right, you want me to tell you everything I've done up to this point about the conference? Let's just be clear. Let's, yeah, let's okay. with that. It'll let's set some scope. More safe. Wait, be, right. be, before the Queen of Fusion 16, 15, 14, all the way through, like, when, when, when did you start as a program chair? Uh, Wow. Uh, 2011, I think. That's when I started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, because of all her hard work, she got um, notarized or... She was on center stage. She was, today. With a spotlight on her. And you looked really good in the spotlight. Oh, thanks. I'm just saying. Thanks. Was I glowing? You were glowing. All right. She won <laughs> the 2016 ITSMF President's Award. That is nice. some big deal. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to try not to say any bad words throughout this whole thing. <laughs> That's going to be hard, but how did that make you feel? Oh, I was completely shocked. I had no idea uh, that it was happening, and it was really kind of this coordination amongst a lot of people because behind the scenes, I talked to almost everyone, especially, you know, on the way up to the conference, weekly, daily sometimes. So everyone was amazed that I had absolutely no idea that it was happening. You had no clue. Had no clue. Yeah. So it was fabulous. You know what's interesting is I know some guy that won it in 2014, and the only question that they asked this guy is, hey, are you going to be there during this time? (laughs) And I go, yeah, I'll be there. Don't worry about it, because I had no clue. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, no, they said, you're going to be there at this time. I'm always there. I had no clue. What about, oh, yeah, we got to get some pictures. I'm, I'm taking selfies oh, you're taking a picture for our audience at home. Oh, that's, that is not right. Yeah, you know what? And would you mind taking a picture of me, too, with my camera? This is live, by the way. We're live, we are live. You are live. We are live. Max here Max. is taking a picture of us as we do this. We got, oh, my goodness, and we got we got somebody else that joined us. Yeah, do you remember that? Oh, Thank you very much. That's awesome. Make us look smart. Let's we have to dress up this picture with Jill. Otherwise, forget it. I know. We'll stay on the radio. <laughs> I can't. I can't hold the pose that long. Okay. All right. On three. One. Sorry. Two. Three. So I'm going to keep talking as we do this because I don't want this dead air. At home, it's going to. And Jill, really if awkward. I ask you a question, you think you'll be able to answer? Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. We got to tweet that Max. out. Program chair, tell me, talk to us about like what people don't know about how this program comes together, how much time and effort, when do you start doing all this stuff? So, the day that Fusion 15 ends, we begin planning Fusion 16, uh, really, and um, you know, that is through you know, kind of our first instinct as far as how things went, you know, what's, kind of, what are, what's the word of mouth sort of... Uh, 
word on the street, you know, how did it go? What do people like? What do people not like? You know, we always hear about the food. It doesn't matter how great the food is. Somebody thinks the food's horrible. Somebody hated the elevators last year. You know, we get all that kind of stuff. Um, And then, of course, we wait for the evals to come back. And that's so important. I mean, people kind of probably think that we don't look at them. We do. And, And as a matter of fact, a lot of times we'll switch out our our, our tracks based upon what people tell us they want and what they don't want. So, um, so yeah, we start, we, we go year round. What people don't know is, um, is that, uh, it may kind of seem from the outside that, that, um, we're winging it, but we, you know, this year. You for, mean like this podcast? I was yeah, just gonna say, like you know, we're doing? like we do, but, but you know, but we don't. We actually this year was kind of a big year for us because we changed our tracks around and we changed the philosophy around our tracks. So we'll have four core tracks that are always the same, and then there will be another several that change based upon like the hot topics of the year. So one of the things that you'll see this year are um, we wanted to focus on new trending topics like Siam. Uh, we have I, uh, IT for IT, totally new topics that we never had. And we went out and we actually sought out those those topics. So um, always trying to do new stuff. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And the DevOps pre Yeah. I heard it was phenomenal. I heard a lot of good uh, started DevOps last year, had a, had a one-day program. This year what we did is we have a one-day program, and then we have the actual uh, track this year. So it was a little bit of a difference. We, ha- we heard feedback from the participants that said one day wasn't enough, or we heard from people that said, I couldn't get there, so I really would have loved to have had a track, and so that was one big change we made this year. Yeah. So this is year number six, this program, Chair? Yes. Yep. How much longer? How? When will you continue this? Because your right-hand or left-hand person is retiring this year? Yeah, yeah. Larry Killingsworth is retiring this year. And you think I've been around for a really long time. Larry, I, we tried to pin him down earlier to say, how many years have you been doing this? And he sat a really long time. So Larry has been really kind of doing fusion from its inception and uh, in, in some role or another. And, uh, you know, he decided that not only is he retiring from, you know, his professional, you know, duties as a trainer, consultant, that kind of thing, he also decided to retire from fusion. So, um, so I don't know. I don't know who will replace Larry or how much longer I'll be around. We saw Doug Tatter roaming around here earlier. He only comes for the pictures. Yeah, and at one point he, he reeled me while he was the president and said, seven years, seven years. So next year will be my seventh year. And so we'll see. We'll see after that. Does this ever get old? And I know <clears throat> this is what I realized recently because I'm bouncing around to different organizations now. And I take for granted the talent and the level of expertise that I see and I meet in these conferences. Mm-hmm. And now when I'm going to these other organizations, and I'm sure you can attest to this, it's like their service management knowledge is not really there, or right. as high as ours is. And then doing this as a track chair, or maybe you as a program manager, don't you eventually get tired, or are you still hungry? Do you still have that fire? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. And it, it's so different every single year that it doesn't get old. Uh, and I have to say, you know, I, I, I was up on the stage getting that credit, but my track chairs, and you're one of them, Eddie, I mean, they do such a good job. And, you know, many of them have been on the program for, for a couple years, and people say, well, you know, they should switch out every year. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough job. It is a tough job to figure out what people want to hear about. 
the, the abstract might sound good, but then you get on the phone and the interview isn't great. I mean, so it's a lot of work to get where we are with this program. And I completely trust my track tires. They do a phenomenal job. What I say I do is I do a good job picking them, yeah. and then they do a good job picking the speakers. Well, that's a sign of an awesome leader. Well, thank you. you you're not going to know it all. Didn't you say you were a track chair at all? Yeah. Doesn't that show a tra- lapse of judgment? Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say he just complimented himself by <laughs> saying that I was a good leader. <laughs> a good leader surrounds themselves with good people, yeah. minus one. Minus one. And is confident enough in her skills to be able to let those people do the work. And she just guides and directs us. Mm-hmm. And she does an amazing job. Yeah. You guys do it all? Well, thanks for coming by. Yeah. You're not going to be late for your date. No. Nope. Or your dinner date. My dinner or date. Whatever it is. Thank you for the drink tickets. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, and by the way, I guess it'll be too late by the time people hear this. Morimoto is in the house. Like, he is making sushi at his restaurant tonight. I know. I I was like, am I going to make a fool out of myself trying to do a selfie? So if you hear that, if I don't show up tomorrow, it means I got arrested trying to get myself a selfie with Morimoto. (laughs) So I'll try to behave. All right. I gave you my drink tickets, so I will behave. Thank you. All right. Thanks for coming by. Thanks, guys. You're doing an awesome job. All right. Thank Thank you. And so do you. All right. Thanks. All right, I'll talk to you later. Talk to you. Next up, Stephen Mann. Okay, and then we're going to have Pam, which is the current president of ITSMF USA. But while we wait for Stephen, talk to me. Come on in. Take a seat. Are you well? We've never met. I know. This is a historic moment here. Oh, it is? Which is great because we're on a live broadcast. Have we met before? I've never met Stephen face to face. So this literally is the first It's not a great place to be no, in front of my face, <laughs> really. But it is odd, though. You feel as though you have met people. Oh, I know. And it can be quite confusing. It's you, like, wait, do I know you? Yeah. yeah. Although the worst scenario is when you have met someone and you assume you haven't. Yeah, you know that. happens that. all the time to me. <laughs> yeah. We always pretend, pretend that we don't know Ken Gonzalez. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just hanging out for the show. Yeah, exactly. Right. I crashed the show. Although he's important now, we have to be nice he, to him. He's very close to me. It's like 60 miles from me. Is he? Yeah. Do you get paid extra for that? Yeah, I have some duty pay. You ought to, yeah. Now he's going to tune into the broadcast. <laughs> he hasn't got time. He's too busy being an analyst. All right, so what do you think, conference-wise? I've, I've been to some good sessions today, actually. Uh, I managed to get a press pass, which was nice, because I'm a cheapskate. So, uh, the one I really liked today was the KCS one, the one that Randy did. Oh, right. I was just really annoyed that I couldn't tweet a lot of his slides, because I couldn't get the Wi-Fi to work. Um, but that was really good. In fact, I'll, sometime this evening, I'll probably do some retrospective tweets based, based on his stuff. So, so I really, really, really liked that. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's the content or the thought that he put into the content. I think it was probably more down to him. And the content. Does that make sense? The the, yeah. So you know, both the style, but also how he ordered it, and the fact that the presentation wasn't about him. It was about the content. That's one of my bugbears normally. That sometimes you can go and see a presentation, and it's it's not yeah, it's not about you, the audience. Right. It's a, yeah. Those are really the best ones, though. When you're giving them, <laughs> but uh, no, that was that was that was really good, really good. I've had some good chats as well with uh, vendors around the booth because I'm obviously touting for work, right. being a, uh, an independent content creator amongst other things. So, so it's been good. But, um, 
And you took a train from California to get here. Yeah, we came the long way. We went LA, uh, Palm Desert, San Diego, and then here. Yeah. Got to, got to adjust to the time difference. Got to take your time. Yeah. I think it worked out cheaper, to be honest, flight-wise. So that probably had a little bit to do with it. Yeah. So you're gonna, you, you said you couldn't tweet during that session? No. Tweeting during conference? I've, I've done an awful lot of tweeting today, both okay. uh, on my own Twitter handle and also the ITSM underscore tools one as well. Okay. Probably too much. I've probably had a few people... Uh, unfollow today due to uh, Twitter abuse or Twitter diarrhea. You want to give the 90 second spiel on what ITSM Tools is? I can never do anything in 90 seconds, yeah, I but I can try. That's I time boxed you. Yeah, I can try. I always say that. I always say when I was a forester analyst, I used to go from 30 minute call to 30 minute call to 30 minute call to 30 minute call. And you just learn to talk without thinking. Which is a skill I know you have too. I'm, I'm yeah. Now. Okay, so ITSM Tools. The idea behind it is to have, uh, I guess, an ITSM-focused analyst firm that allows you to get into more detail from a tool perspective, that when you look at what's out there at the moment, you can get a lot of granularity with some firms. Other analyst firms, you might not necessarily be getting someone who knows about ITSM. You know, they might have spoken to a few vendors and picked up a few things. So, so the idea is to get something that actually knows what it's talking about, and also is an analyst firm that, should we say, bite the hands, bites the hand that feeds, that it's just my personal opinion is that I think vendors and their tools get a lot of the blame when it's not necessarily true, and, you know, it, we're not talking, uh, you know, puff pieces and stuff, but actually being a little bit more positive about the technology, that we couldn't do a lot of what we need to do without the technology. And, you know, we talk about people process technology or people process product. And, you know, the, the technology has to play a, play a big part. And, you know, if it's not working, it might not be the technology. It could be the technology, but it might be the questions that were asked as part of the decision-making process and selection process and potentially how you set it up. You probably didn't invest enough time in professional services which might be a necessary evil to, to get it to work how your organization needs it to work so we're, we're very much we're not just about the tools in fact most of the stuff we've published so far has been very much about process tips that sort of stuff the uh, the reason we haven't put the technology stuff on is because i'm writing it and i'm just so far behind with my workload uh, but but stuff will come and now, hopefully people will find it a valuable destination that, uh, this, who can I see? Cherwell. Um, you know, so if someone wants to know about Cherwell, you know, they can just go, either read it on the website or download an eight to ten page document that hopefully gives them an awful lot of information to get there's, them up to speed. And there's a vendor neutrality. Right? Yeah, yeah, and we're not going to do comparisons because I, I, I think that's divisive. So, you know, everyone is just, you know, hopefully every, every review looks the same, comes the same stuff. Um, has similar opinions, but it just gives people, we call them solution snapshots, so it's just a snapshot in time about that particular version of the tool, the vendor, and it's a good introduction to it. By all means, people can say, you know, take a Cherwell, uh, who else can we see, ServiceNow, I don't want to pick on anyone, uh, HPCA, uh, and they can compare them and do their own comparison, but they're not being force-fed, because the danger is people see a uh, 
let's say, a, a wave or a magic quadrant or a critical capabilities, and they think it applies to their organization, whereas in reality, it applies to an organization that might be an average organization or an organization that doesn't exist in reality. And it's probably as dangerous as the RFP process, to be honest, in terms awesome. of coming up with the wrong solutions. I'm moving. That was 90 seconds times two. I told you, <laughs> yeah, but I did I'm warn you. I did warn you. No, I would, I would have it's, happily I said it. Awesome. I'm moving, am I? Thank you. I've, I've warmed the seats. Yeah, the seat Thank you very warm. much. All right, cheers, guys. Okay. Have fun. Hi, guys. Hey, Pam. How you doing? I'm good. How's the show? How do you pronounce your last name? Erskine. Erskine. So we have Pam Erskine. She is the current ITSMF president. It's been a long year. <laughs> Or it's been a short year. <laughs> I don't know. A little bit of both. Okay. Short in some times, long in others. The best of times. It was the, the worst time. of times. <laughs> Let's put some back, background music. Yeah, sorry. Here. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, <laughs> I think this is cool. I never met you before, so no. I'm meeting you live on the air. Yes, I very saw good you this to meet you. At the, at the morning uh, conference uh, kickoff. Yeah. So, are you proud of this conference? I mean, you've worked hard not only on this and there's a lot of behind the scenes things that people don't really see first tell me your thoughts so far about the conference and then we'll do some follow-up questions sure the conference is going very well really good crowd tonight in the expo hall um, great lineup of speakers i know that the, the track chairs and the, the program group worked really hard to come up with speak, you know really great lineup but great feedback so far um, everything we're hearing is people are happy and that's what really matters and what is it, uh, how much time are you putting in as a volunteer, as president, you, you're, I guess you started in January, or does this start right after fusion of last year, and your term is almost up? Talk to us a little bit about how that works, and you know, your year so far. Yeah, it, kind of, it pretty much starts when you become president-elect, you, you shadow the existing president, and then it starts, right after fusion, starts picking up speed. Okay. Um, because, you know, the decisions being made at that point would fall under you as president. So it gets, um, starts getting busy, I would say, in the January time frame. Everything gets a little crazy. Um, it can be a, a lot of uh, hours, but it's got to be a labor of love, right? Or you won't do it. Absolutely, yeah. So, but... Um, it's, a, it's a big commitment, but you, you know, if it pays off for the members, that's that's what matters. So, speaking of labor of love, you, you're wrapping up this year. Tell me what you're most proud of, or something as a team, and maybe not you, but as a team that you were able to lead that you're most proud of for this last year. Yeah, you know, this has been a different kind of year for us because we've been. If anyone who's been a member for a number of years, they worked with our full-time staff. You know, got very attached to our full-time staff and. Um, right at the end of Fusion of last year, we decided that it was time for us to look at an outsourcing model with an association management company. And so we did a tremendous amount of work trying to find the right group. Because when you're a small company, um, you think about it, you know, we had two or three people at any given time as full-time employees. But you're always looking for what's the right mix of skills, because you got to have somebody who knows how to do social media, you got to have somebody who knows how to develop a website, and somebody who knows how to do operations and manage local interest groups and all kinds of things. Um, so we went through an RFP process, and it took a fair amount of time for us to find the right people. So we're in the middle of transitioning now to an operational improvement, okay. right, with an association management company. 
So it took a long time to get there, but the, t the team came together and really talked through that and what was the right thing. So maybe a good session for you all to go to is outsourcing and service desks and some, <laughs> something similar, right? Hey, you know, it's not that different. <laughs> it's a little bit of a broader scope, but if you think about the service desk, they get calls for everything. So if you had more time, what is it that you wish that you could still, and even though Kathy Kirch is, is coming on board now and she's going to finish a lot of what you started, but if you had the time to finish one thing, what would that be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, you know, the, the president-elect shadows the current president because you want to make sure that the decisions you're making and the, the time that you're spending isn't going to be wasted, right? It's not going to be lost and that people do carry through. So Kathy and I have been working very closely together on what we call um, reinventing ITSMF's focus. And so it's around really trying to help people understand that the, our vision is very broad. It's all the good and best practices, some of them formal, some of them informal, that are used to identify and manage services. And there is a perception in the market that ITSM and ITIL are interchangeable, but they're not, right? Service management has such a broad focus. And so we've been kind of redefining what our focus is. And I think the, the community's probably seen it in the last year. You know, if you look at some of the board webinars we've done, they've been around lean or DevOps or asset management. And, um, I think there's a lot more work to be done in that space around helping the community and, and determining what are the right, um, what's the right focus area. Right? What's the right material to provide to people? We're, we're very focused now on integrating best practices, and we need, you know, there's a lot more depth we could do with that because our, our members are looking at the, the industry right now and saying, oh my gosh, look at all of this stuff. Right? We defined something called the ecosystem in one of our strategic planning meetings. Our work is never done. It is not. Our, our ecosystem and, um, is huge. If you look at the, the different best practices, what's affecting the industry, the consulting companies, the tool vendors, all of that is part of the ITSM ecosystem. And while we've defined it, it's ever-changing, and we need to help people navigate through that. And so if I could focus on one thing, and, and you know, that would be it. How do, we navigate, how do we help people navigate through that ecosystem, and what do we provide them to do that? Well, hopefully you set the foundation of the roadmap that that'll happen in the years or months to come. I don't know. I don't think it's months. I didn't think so, but... <laughs> you, you can make some steps in months, <laughs> but... At least get started. It, it's going to be ongoing for years to come if you think about how quickly everything changes. Well, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for your year of service. I know it has been difficult, but I'm sure that you've learned so much. I have, yeah. It's been a very fulfilling year. Well, thank you for leading us. It's been a pleasure having you on our podcast today. We didn't even say where we're at. I know. We're, we're like you didn't say where we're at. Because I, I, I suck. I'm trying my best here. You far from suck, Eddie. <laughs> People can tell from the background noise that we are on the floor of the Expo Hall at Fusion 16. And we are literally live. People at home can't hear or see is that we literally have people walking by waving at us uh, as we're talking. What I meant to say is we're in Las Vegas, Nevada, so that, usually, that weird, yeah. but this this is not going to stay. This is going to be up on our ITSMF website. We should soon. give that disclaimer to folks that this is leaving Las Vegas. All right, we're going to bring on our next guest. Thank you All very right. much. Thank you guys, thank you. Nice to and meet thank you. you for volunteering and putting this together. Oh, my pleasure. I'm going to talk closer to this microphone because it's not working over here. And by the way, for those of us that are going to listen to this in about a week, 
It is Game 7 of the World Series. Right now, the Cubs are winning 4-1. This will be the sixth time in history that a team has come back down from 3-1. to one. And if the reason that I'm sharing all this with, with you is because I want it to be a sportscaster. I'm going to dump this IT stuff real soon. There, there is an enormous television up over the expo hall, so half the people here are like looking up over the top of that. So we have with us one of two people, and I'm going to let her identify who she's showing up today as. <laughs> Because of my split personality, right, no doubt. Right. Um, yeah, well, right at the moment, I'm Catherine Howard. I am the um, Deputy Chair for the ITSMF Australia Board. And uh, I also happen to be the ITSM Catwoman. Right. So, which I do present as quite often. And I've met her. You have. All right, so what did you, you experience today? Oh, uh, I had a great day, actually. So, um, you so presented, right? I did. I did. I did. I talked about IT for IT and what it means to service management. So IT for IT is a new emergent standard that is very much a top-down um, conceptual how we actually deliver IT from end-to-end -end in a service portfolio fashion. And you can actually plug the various process-driven frameworks and standards like COBIT and ITIL, ISO 27000, whatever floats your boat. You can actually plug those things into it. So it's, um, yeah, it was about what it means to a service management professional, and I think it's the way of the future for service management to go forward. So what sessions did you attend that you really like? Um, okay, so yes, the session after mine that I went to was the uh, 10 Things I Hate About DevOps. I love that name. <laughs> I literally love that name. Yeah, so which is really cool. Who was it? Who was it speaking? Oh, um, okay, so I'm trying to remember. So I didn't mean put you on the spot. You did put me on the yeah, spot. Right. Um, was that today? That's it was today. today. Yeah. I'm going to go to the, the booklet while you guys And you can tell me that. I'll do yes. research. Tell me yes. 10 things I hate things I hate about DevOps. Uh, yeah, well, it's things like, you know, we don't have to follow standards, we don't have to comply, um, the only thing we have to do is automate. Um, Dave yeah. Cliff. Dave Cliff, yeah. He, he, he was actually quite refreshing um, because he's come from a development background, but he's now of the, from moving into a DevOps way of working, he's now come to the opinion that, yes, DevOps and service management need to speak, yay. It's not a one or the other. It's not. Absolutely not. They all need to work together. So so those who are very strict on the side of service management, like your change managers who are very rigid, need to be you know, a bit more flexible. You're talking about change management at DevOps tomorrow. Are you? I am. I did not know that. Uh, so I, oh, good. I'm going to make sure I'm not rigid. Well, you can't be. <laughs> we can't be. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, th those who pick up ITIL and say it's the Bible and thou shalt do whatever, it's not going to survive. Yeah. Like everything else in the box. Yeah, and I, I'm seeing a convergence in all of these standards and frameworks. We need to pick the best from all of them and start to move them together in, in a cohesive service delivery model. Um, so, because IT really has to deliver the value to the business in a fast way. Or they will just be left by the wayside and the business will go off and do whatever they want. <laughs> and I don't think that's going to be a good look for anybody. Yeah.
Alright, any parting thoughts? Uh, well, the other thing I wanted to say while I'm here is um, to give a little bit of a plug to the Australian National Conference next year. So um, we had a really great conference in August this year. It will be in Melbourne in August in 2017. And um, yeah, it's a watch this space. We haven't quite settled dates yet, but yeah, it was really hip and happening this year with a lot of different stuff. My, my daughter is living in Brisbane. Oh, yeah, you, and I was there. We were in Brisbane this year. In July. So where were you? <laughs> I was having a good time. It was. I was not working at all. <laughs> you could have stayed yeah, on. Tan. You could have stayed on. We were in Brisbane in August. I, I'm, I'm going to have to reconsider <laughs> this. I would move here. I really enjoy yeah. it. So we have a really great time at the, the Australian Conference. It's a really close-knit community. So. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Kathy. Okay, you. cool. Bye. Calling Kathy Kirch to the hot seat, the Budweiser hot seat. This is the president. We just we don't have the presidential music in the background. We recently had the current president of ITSMF USA, Pam Erskine, and now we have the president-elect Kathy Kirch. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am great. The score on the Cubs are doing phenomenal. Four to one. What yes, inning were we in? We were talking about it a little earlier. I don't know that. I've been busy talking to other people, but I do keep an ear out for the score. I'll look it up while you keep talking. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. So what are you looking forward to in the following year? Following year, I am looking forward to, well, we will be bringing on four new board members, and we'll be seating them and getting them uh, ramped up so that they can help the organization. One of the, the key things that we're going to get done next year is we just, under Pam's leadership, brought on a management company. So she our, was talking about that. Did she? Great. Yes. Well, we have limped around for the last year, and operationalizing things at a, at a higher service level is going to be core in our first quarter to get that wrapped up and moving forward. Um, along with that, this year, some of the work that Pam led and has done is we created new um, arrangements with organizations' affiliations, uh, LIDA, DAZA, 451. So while we're operationalizing our services and improving it, we also will need to look into those agreements and make sure we're getting the full opportunity out of that to the members. So for instance, 451 is a, is a research company. So there's all kinds of white papers that we want to be sure we can get out to the members so they can take full advantage of that. So there's a lot of things coming. Um, but in general, if you think about it, between operationalizing it, getting back to the member, making sure they're getting full value and they know what their membership brings them, uh, as we exploit these relationships and get even higher value to our members, I think we'll see a lot of changes. I'm glad you were specific and you shared that because I didn't want to ask a stupid question. It's like, what are you talking about? So I'm, I'm glad you shared what that was. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it in today's world, um, we have so many frameworks, methodologies, and organizations out there. But how do you navigate through them? So what we're going to do is help with that through these relationships, working together so people can understand, well, what's the value of DAZA versus ITSMF? How do we bring the, the benefits of both together? It's kind of unstable there. So this is the, not a paying job. This is a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun as well. It is not a paying job. I do have a day job. Uh, so this this gets to put in a lot of time on weekends and evenings. And, um, but it's, it's worth it. And how many years have you been on the board? 
This is my, actually, this is my second year on the board. Prior to that, I spent um, five years with the Chicagoland Local Interest Group. And then I've been part of ITSMF now for, gee, it's about uh, 15 years. So it's been a while. Yeah, I didn't see any well, we're looking forward to your leadership. I don't know if there's any parting words that you want to share with us. Just stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of announcements coming out in the first part of the year. Uh, we will be sending out a press release for those new board members, and I'm, I'm glad that they've stepped forward. And elections just closed Monday night, so we'll, we'll pull all that together. I was just going to ask you, when did the elections close? Elections ended at midnight Monday. Is it too late to write in Greg Sanker? Tell you what, I'll get you the nomination form for next year. That's right. Will that work? <laughs> you don't miss a beat. Now we'll be taking those in about May, so uh, we'll be happy to help you get that done. Well, sounds good. Thank you very much for coming okay. on our podcast today. All right, you have a great time tonight. Watch, right. keep an eye on that score. Okay. Four to one right now. Five to one. Oh, look at that. All right, who's next? I don't know what it is. Who's, who's next? Jules, Jules, come here. And then, David, you'll be next. Jules has been here from the beginning. We can't get her off the game. Julie Moore is sitting down wearing a Cleveland Indians cap. I don't know what kind of luck she's bringing to the team. She's got a couple tears streaming down her cheek right now. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I could be a lot better right now. Thank you. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We are awesome. You apparently fixed all those troubles you were having earlier. We did. You see that yeah, yeah, cool technical yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. Huh? What? Did you say something? I Greg, I didn't say anything. Did you say something? I did not. Squirrel. So what brings you to this show? What? What? How are you participating? How are you giving back to this community? That's scary. You know what? I, 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 I have to tell you. I was invited to come here and teach the KCS Precon, and it was absolutely an amazing class. And I tell you this mostly because KCS is, like, freaking awesome, right? I mean, it's just, it's amazing, and when organizations do great things with it, it's really exciting the way that it changes the environment. But, but when, I, when I get people... Okay, just not at the same time, guys. <laughs> Heads, or t- rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. Let's go. Fifteen seconds. Tell about your foot, because nobody knows why I said I didn't. Well, let me let me finish the KCS thing. Yeah, no. So, well, no, it's the the class went extremely well, and I have to tell you, the NPR score or in whatever the customer set was, a hundred percent. And you know why that happens? No, no, no. Well, wow. You're a freaking rock You know, I'm doing this. I am doing this to help you. Not and and wow. Wow. Okay. So anyway, the reason why that happens is because it's a it's a methodology. It's not a framework. A lot of the stuff that I teach, like ITIL and the intermediate classes and MALC, it's very high level. And students are left on their own to figure out how to do things. And KCS, absolutely KCS is not. So I come out of three days of just this euphoric experience where I know I get to give people, it's like giving them the keys to the city. 
and they get to go home and go, this, it's like a mic drop. Bam, this is what I learned at the conference. So now I'm here. I'm helping out much that I can with, uh, you know, helping with uh, doing some of the award judging and spending my time with you two lovely men. What awards is that? Uh, KCS. I'm, I'm a judge for the KCS, which happened today. And, oops, can't tell you anything because uh, they'll be announcing that tomorrow. We would have to bleep that out. First, by the time we get this on the air. Bleep. <laughs> I hear you're doing something new. Talk to me about what is this thing? Oh, you see but some business you just asked me about my foot. Now you're asking me about something I new. Make up your mind. I, you know, I, want to the we are, I broke my foot because I kicked Chris Fowler in the face, man. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you should see the other guy. He's like all damaged. Um, you know what? Um, I'm very happy to announce that Eddie and I have been working on something uh, to do podcasts on a regular basis, and it's called Authenticast, and you can find it at theauthenticast.com. And the reason why I'm excited about it is because, you know, we do a lot of these podcasts, and we're always focused on the technical side of things, and Eddie and I agreed that, you know what, there's a lot more to the story than just talking about technical concepts. So our first interview was with Scott McCain, who's one of the keynote speakers here, and it went extremely well. And next year we're putting together a, a, quite the cast of characters, and I'm looking really, I'm looking forward to it because first of all, I mean. The two of us have quite the banter together, as if you couldn't tell already how much. <laughs> I, I don't even know how the hell I wound up doing this. But I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Julie is my hero. I'm just going to say. I wasn't before? No. Ouch. I'm going to say yes, Julie. Whatever you want, Julie. Just like at home. Yes, honey. Yeah, no. You know. It's, it's you know, what's exciting about it is is having the opportunity to ask people questions that they probably have never been asked before. You know, really, I mean, I, I have questions in my mind of, you know, what was it the first time you knew you wanted to be in IT? Or like when we were talking to Scott McCain and we asked him, you know, what was the first time you were a speaker and how did you know you wanted to do this for a living? Not just about... The, what they're they're interested in promoting or what IT framework they're associated with or what company they work for. But understanding how to be successful in IT, the, the softer side of things. So I'm excited about it. Well, I'm juiced. I'm jacked up. I get to hang out with her. Theauthenticast.com. I'm talking a lot of on the recording. <laughs> you should hear it on the recording that we made. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm happy you guys brought me over because you know I get I get excited about coming to these events. I love the networking capability. The you know when when you go to these functions, you run into people that you've met once or twice or three or four times before, and that's that's a really exciting thing. Wow, you guys are like moving on from me and going on to the next person. I'm not even done talking. It's like, you're so, learn as a producer. The saliva, the saliva is yeah. still hanging out of my mouth. It's like, get out of here, Chica. Yeah, yeah. We're no, on to the next to, one. You have to plan in advance. I'm already trying to get guests for our authentic cast. Is that him digging out of that hole? Is, Man, he's standing is. in a six-foot hole with a shovel, yeah, dude. Put the shovel down and... Put the shovel down and step back. What did I tell you? You need to manage me. Uh, Peter is in... 
Okay. <laughs> you have no idea what you just asked for, but that's okay. Yes, well, who are you pointing at now? Rob? The pink elephant guy, or? Let's get someone on the show. So we have three over here. Oh, they're all waiting. Okay, so I get to go back to watching a baseball game. Okay. What inning is that? Five to one? Bottom of the... Yeah, we're losing. We're losing. That's the only reason why I'm over here doing this. <laughs> All right. Robert Stroud. Robert, why don't you... Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert, come on over here, sweetie. Yeah, yeah. It's your turn. Go out down and get us in your knee. Oh, yeah. That'd be lovely. But I think I'll go watch the baseball game. I'll get you one. Give me a, give me your tag there, or your... Uh, yeah. Would you like a drink ticket for yourself? You know, it's not often I offer this in your knee. I know, and I'd, I would appreciate it, but I'm sure they would like me to move on. Let's hope that uh, that's not being recorded. So, yeah, <laughs> no, it'll be edited out. That's fine. There is no ed- so Robert there is no know editing gonna on be this long. program. This yeah, is going. This is one take. This is what happens when you when you walk past the microphone. Isn't it good that you can't? I've got a beautiful voice for radio. That's right. We have radio faces. That's what yeah, we have. That's the face I got. <laughs> All right, catch us up. What are you doing these days? So, uh, yeah, I've spent uh, 14 months at Forrester now and uh, transitioned from the um, cloud area uh, to owning the DevOps research from the operations side. Uh, in beside, uh, you know, between that, I do uh, risk and controls work. Uh, which is always fun because that puts everyone to sleep, in, in, including the audit team. You are, you, you're a risk guy, so it's okay. And uh, it, it's really interesting. It's great to be in DevOps at the moment because DevOps is such a a huge uh, transition. And I think it's got real implications on IT service management because right now what we're seeing is this transition in change where change goes now automatically through the whole life cycle. And, uh, I, you know, fundamentally my mantra is idle hasn't kept up. So people are really concerned about that. Very much so. I'm not going to plug my uh, presentation for tomorrow. You should but plug that's it. exactly what we're talking about. You should about. plug it because... Yeah, they're not going to listen to this for another week or so. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I'm tweeting as well, you're doing okay. This, okay? I am right. multitasking. Oh, are you? Good. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm here in a press pass, so I can only tweet positive things. So. <laughs> oh, that's what Stephen said, same thing. The hosts of this podcast are not very good. Is that all right? The hosts of this podcast are, are fantastic. They're awesome. Can you tweet that? I was going to say some bad words yeah. like, then we'd have to edit them out edit with a beep it, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're in the US we don't edit yeah, exactly. now when we go to the UK we edit <laughs> but we edit different words sure right. you know you can have the queen mother in the UK <laughs> I was going to try to ask a serious question sorry ok we're ready we're ready say, give me one takeaway from this show so far for, at least for you uh, so it's been. I've seen a lot of new attendees, a lot of fresh young faces that are just starting on their their service management journey, and that's You're sitting next to two young bucks right now. Right? Absolutely, compared to me, you're both like babies. But uh, I'm young. I've been doing this for thirty years. Yeah, that's right. I'm young. I've been doing this for thirty-two years. So, but you know, I remember. I remember ITIL when it was the IBM best practice guidance. So there you go. But. Seriously, it's the young people that make me excited. You know, I always come to because I get to see you guys and everybody else that I know very well. But the reality is, I've walked into so many and shook hands with so many net new people, 
and uh, their comments, and I asked them about what they enjoyed, and they comment a lot about the, the culture sessions and the interactions and guidance on how to take their service management uh, practice back to the office so that they can actually interact and, uh, with the team and, and help them grow. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are looking for, um, it's all great and everything, but what do I take back with me to actually be successful in real life? Yeah, so, and we can't take back, soft skills are great, right? But we need to give the people something descriptive and practical. And uh, there are a lot of process sessions here. And uh, as you look at the process sessions and you, you drive through process, it's the applicability of the process. Now, we've been idle, what, 24 years old now? And you would think by now we have enough good practice amongst us old folks as a community, and we do, but everybody needs to rediscover it. Everybody's different. But let me tell you, an incident is an incident is an incident. Exactly. I have to tell you, the thing that I like most about DevOps is, in my opinion, it kind of threw a rock through the glass of, I won't say I talk about service management. Yeah, let's say service management. Yeah. Service management. Yeah. So it's, 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 like, it's like this young upstart that says, hey, listen to me. I think we can do differently. And us that have been around a while, mm-hmm. kind of I kind of missed that. Yeah. You know. We did it, right? Going back to our beginnings. I mean, we were doing that when we, we brought service management in. That's what we were doing. We were doing it differently. Uh, and the other interesting perspective that is changing is the velocity. And uh, I was with the, the CEO of a, a large insurance company uh, the other day, and he walked in and he said to his whole team, he said, you've got one criteria, that is velocity. I want speed. And I will live with some glitches as long as we learn along the way. And that's something that we talk about, I talk about in change management is business decides what risk is acceptable. Absolutely. And, and one of the traditional change management elements is it has to be 100% over capacity. You know, and it's, and it's really a business decision. You know, and you can get 100%. And I'm seeing this uh, a large financial organization I was with last week. They now have what they call uh, continuous deploy- continual deployment. So the change never touches a change advisory board, ever, and goes into production. They've got 99.98% success. They only get that through hard work and adapting the process so the testing is happening on the left-hand side, the development side of the organisation. They've implemented testing. But they implement using methodologies like Canary or Blue Green. Uh, so if something fails, they know straight away and they can, they can back out immediately without any, any impact on production. And this is, this is you know, one of the things we need to do. We need to actually transition what we're doing to do that in the future. Any final thoughts? On what? On this event? On this, uh... Oh, yeah. So uh, it's interesting being in Vegas. I was on the board for a long time with the ITSMF USA. We always got told we couldn't go to Vegas. <laughs> Yet look where we are. <laughs> Vegas, baby. <laughs> this, this, is a great, this has been a great uh, conference. It is. I mean, this is awesome, right? It's, it's, we're here, the, the environment, the, the mojo of everybody walking around, everybody's so happy. I mean, you know, it, it's not a, not, a, not a bad word to be said, really. Unless it's about a vendor, of course. <laughs> Which we're not doing. Which we're not doing. I'm not allowed. Press pass doesn't yeah. allow me. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for jumping in. Anytime. I'll hand over to the next uh, person. Next on the hot seat is David Clifford. David. You're presenting on Friday. You used to be, are you still involved with the Prison Institute? 
Uh, the Prism Institute is no, no more. No more. Um, so Shows you how much I know. There we go. Um, so that'll I, be like the 17th time I put my foot in my mouth, but that's okay. <laughs> I do that regularly, so that's fine. Um, but no, the Atlas Professional Development Program's there now. So that took over from Prism uh, a couple of years ago or so ago now. Okay. Um, but it's still important, obviously, from a professional development. And it's great to see all the new uh, blood. I was talking to uh, Kathy Kirch earlier, and she was saying that there's some, uh, about 80% of the speakers are, are new this year. 80? Roughly. It's pretty high. Pretty, very high, yeah. Which is great, because obviously they bring in new ideas, fresh ideas, and new ways of presenting. And then now I'm starting to feel like uh, old, old blood, okay. which is... <laughs> Very weird to me, but um, but but great. So I'm really thrilled to be back here speaking on Friday around uh, service integration and management in a multi-sourced environment. So these days we're seeing many more organisations go for um, multi-sourcing, best in breed, bringing in their uh, outsourcers, and that all needs to work together. So I'm going to talk about how you can bring that together, how you need to bring the retained organisation together to give that direction and drive and governance of it. Um, and hopefully get some really good solid questions coming back as well. You know, I just this is my take on this. Old is good in this field that we have chosen or has chosen us. Because yes, we'd like to see the young guard and all that, but the experience and the wisdom that we gain throughout the years and through all the failures that we've bumped our heads against the wall has made us who we are today. And yeah, let's bring in the new people, let's hopefully help them and mentor them hmm. but I just see I, we're like fine wine my friend I don't know <laughs> age to perfection there you go like a vintage yeah. that's right exactly yeah I mean it's a difficult balance to strike I mean obviously you know looking at the, the global ITSMF family then some chapters have gone by the way over the last uh, few years and I haven't been able to manage that balance between new blood coming in and still bringing in the experience that you were talking about there Eddie but um, I think from a US chapter as I've been traveling around you, you really you, I actually can say now we, because I live in the U.S. these days, which is uh, great. The final allowed me to stay in this country, so that's fantastic. Um, I think the U.S. chapter is uh, doing a fantastic job and it has been doing for a good number of years, but there's a lot of challenges still there. Challenges? Challenges are plenty. They're very worthwhile. Yeah, they absolutely. They are doing some amazing things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I was talking to Kathy earlier there's uh, lots to do especially in the, the finite time that you have around you know the, obviously the, the one year cycle so it's not a lot of time to actually do things but uh, from what she was saying there's lots of exciting uh, uh, activities on the roadmap to uh, further boost the US benefits and also uh, membership so it'll be interesting to see how that goes any parting words for us using your wisdom my wisdom oh boy pass on wisdom keep keep doing a good thing alright that works that would help if we knew what we were doing yeah well stumbling along and doing the right thing is also a good thing I think <laughs> but I uh, appreciate appreciate the opportunity to talk well thanks for coming by it was great seeing you again thanks Eddie and good luck with cheers. your presentation on Friday thank you yeah. appreciate it cheers let's bring Suresh would you like to join us? We have Suresh GP. Hello, gentlemen. In the house. In the house. How are you guys doing? I'm not. I'm doing a great job and kicking off this one, and everybody's busy partying out. I know. We're just we're 
keeping down the mature side of the house. <laughs> I like we're talking to, to uh, professionals. We're talking to great people about a lot of great stuff. Okay, so I have to give a full disclosure. Suresh came and did the Phoenix Project simulation Monday of this week on his way to Fusion for the, 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 the group that I'm working for right now. Did a fantastic job, and I'm not going to make you talk about that, but I have tremendous respect uh, for Suresh uh, and the impact he's having on organizations. So with that, talk to me. I'm excited to be uh, second time in a row here, um, and I got a chance to be uh, part of this conference because this conference has got the charm to pull so much of people um, to bounce ideas um, and I invariably this time landed in a futurist track um, which is which is which is I'll give a pause if, if uh, things um, so it's been a quite a, a happening day of day one of fusion meeting a lot of people uh, a lot of ideas from uh, experts. I'm enjoying it. So, what's one thing that stands up uh, to you? Either something that surprised you or really resonated with you. I mean, particularly in Fusion? Yeah, here at Fusion. I love today how they did a customer service because they brought in the, the baseball game which was made everybody a delight. Nobody knew that they were doing, and even Eddie is actually climbing up to yeah. see whether they are actually matching it across. So just to let you know, Chicago just hit a home run at six to three. Ah, that's nice, right? The goat, whatever the thing about the goat is, that's going away. Ah, I like it. So I, I think they really tailored it to um, meet or make people happy, which I think was a really, really cool one. a little bit about the session that you led today. Um, my session was about um, strategic partnership. How can IT move as a strategic partner? So uh, all along we've been talking about IT and business alignment, integration, but really is can IT prove its relevance um, to the business in the way business uh, sees IT? So I was talking about how IT for IT um, as a framework can help along with business relationship management and gamification to bring that close bonding and, and, and deliver value, you know. So we talked about value chains, value streams and mapping, but more from a case study oriented because I've seen in certain sessions which goes over the board because there's so much of technicality. You want to keep it just about right, but just deep dive into how customer got benefited by using some of that stuff. So I'm, I'm glad we had some great feedback. Um, and it was a, uh, almost a full house, that's, so I'm pleased. That's great to hear. We're going to try to round up Andy over there, but she's busy talking. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, I'm glad that you came to this event and you presented in my track. I really appreciate that. It was an uh, amazing experience when we met in Norway, and I am so fortunate to see you at each of these conferences, and I want to thank you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased and privileged to be here because the, the power of these people makes me so infectious that the energy level even more bounces up. So I'm pretty thrilled to be here and uh, it's, it's, it's an exciting con. I can't wait for day two and I'm glad that it's a privilege to be as part of the ITSM podcast. I'll tell you, you guys have done. I, I want to share a secret of this podcast. How much of an influence it made in my career was... La the first time I submitted a paper for Fusion, I didn't get through. I was a little surprised because it went through everywhere. 
Um, and then I happened to hear to Eddie's session of what does it take to get your paper um, through? And he gave some nuggets. And I think with Jill, Jill I, I suppose, that was the day, just before a day before the fusion submission. I follow exactly the guidelines. Guess what? I got an interview call. And then now I started knowing how things work. So, and thanks to the, the great job you guys are doing for Podcast Park. The check is in the mail. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Next, Next up, if we can drag her away from the social life, is Andy Kiss is going to this is, you know what I really like about this? This is like uh, the red carpet where everybody's just walking by and we're trying to bring people in and we want the people to sit down here and they're embarrassed and we, we want to pay them but we're poor and we don't have enough money to, to bring them on board. But you have to start playing the slots, yes, that's the problem. Exactly. Maybe we can just give them some casino chips or something like that. That's, that's what we should have done. You know, let's, all these people are walking by like, are you guys talking? Let's expense this to NCSMFUSA. What do you think? Uh, moved and seconded. All the favor. I think you're doing it wrong. You should start playing the slot machines like all those poor souls out there waiting and hoping for your next big swing. Yes. But the next push of the button, the next pull of the arm will bring all those shiny little dollars, you know, like a rainbow of endless coins all over you. Was that poetic? I think it was. That was poetic. Wow. Let me tell you something. This woman does it right. When she comes to conference, it's not a straight A to B line. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. She goes all around the world, through the Mojave Desert or Death Valley, yep. puts all these pictures on social media. She's coming in here all relaxed. I am embracing your wonderful country. I am in love with the USA. Absolutely in love with the USA. And I'm not even joking. So while you're talking, I'm going to take a selfie of this, okay? Okay, take, take a, a selfie. Take a can selfie. I this picture this you time? can. You let me out, you left me out last time. You got to keep talking. You got to keep talking. I can keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> so, Andy, what are, you, what are you presenting on? What track? What, what is it that you're doing here? I am walking around and staring at people <laughs> and, and wondering why I'm here again on this conference. It's my fourth year in a row. Would you believe it? Fourth year in a row. And I'm back because it has a pool, the conference, that I simply cannot say no. Um, I feel like if I would miss out if I wouldn't come to Fusion. So this year I am speaking, I'm one of the speakers actually, um, who speaks at the topic of SIAM, Service Integration and Management. And um, my, tra well, my presentation, I'm aiming because there are two other presentations on SIAM, so I'm aiming to kind of almost start from the beginning, like an introduction to SIAM. Most people know, or I like to believe know what is or how is science, but I always think it's good to take them on a journey, to show them, um, you know, where it all kind of started and get entangled with the word of service management and, and where, how and where we started to talk about science. I think it's important because I don't think everybody knows. I, I don't, especially in the U.S. Mm. So it's so, important that you're all right, so in, so in 90 seconds, educate me on science. In 90 seconds. So for, the for way you at home, you didn't see the roll of her eyes. Like, there's no way Greg Sanger is going to get this in 90 seconds. I think I think you can. Right, so think think about it this way: we are in this massive complex of a hotel, MGM, 
It incorporates things like the hotel services, a nightclub, a spa, um, the casino, the uh, catering services from fast food courts to proper restaurants, fine dining experiences. All of this together, people don't refer to it as the casino or the restaurant or the nightclub. They say MGM. MGM as a whole, MGM is the ecosystem which exists together. Every single person being part of this ecosystem is here for one goal, to give back to those who come to MGM for various reasons. And everybody plays a role. So even the person who cleans your room or the person who works in a fast food court or the, the people who are providing, you know, uh, in the conference center, which is part of MGM, security, they're all part of this integrated ecosystem. So in service integration and management, we talk about this ecosystem of how it all belongs together, what is the value chain, the end value they want to get out of it, who are the players in it, what are their roles, what are the processes which glue them together, where are the holes in this? Imagine an, uh, an ecosystem of such a massive entertainment center and hotel like MGM, or in fact any hotel in this trip, how they have to operate and how they have to uh, work together, what kind of processes and management they require to make sure that it all works. So somebody comes in, checks in, goes to a room and they say, I want to go to the nightclub, I just want to chill out by the pool, I'm just going to sit in the front of one of the slot machines thinking to make it big or to make it rich. It all has to work. It all has to link up together, belong together, and you have to have the right um, processes, the right people who know how everything belongs. And, and, and this is what I would say, I don't know whether it was 90 seconds, it's probably more, but this is I can, how I could describe Simon in real world, not just in IT terms. But that sounds so easy. But how many organizations are really doing it? It's not easy at all. So well, the that's way the, you explain it. Um, I think I explained it, the, the simplicity of trying to, to get to terms of what do we mean by service integration. It's all about, it's, it's never easy because there are, of course, there will be always holes in this whole process chain, in the work chain. So it can happen that if, let's say, a bridal party books a suite, of, you know, like or many multiple rooms, and they require spa treatments. And after the spa treatments, they require a VIP section in the nightclub with some VIP uh, treatments. For example, you know, the extra champagne or whatever entertainment. What they ask for, male prostitutes. Who knows what? You might have to cut this out from the podcast. But we are in Vegas. We're not. Um, <laughs> and then. If one person, so who is responsible for their reservation, the reservation manager, is not in a contact, let's say, with the nightclub manager, and is unable to inform them of this request, that bridal party who booked a, hand, you know, a bridal weekend in MGM, it can all come back to you know, the bad feedback, the, the, the total disaster and disconnect of what's happening. And therefore, there must be some way or form of communication of how one reservation which incorporates all these different requests and requirements links together. That was 90 seconds plus. <laughs> Let me tell you, every time that I talk to this woman, I learn a lot. We got like the peanut gallery here trying to uh, make us laugh and take us off our game. Yeah, and they can't do that it. to we us. No way. <laughs> Any final thoughts? You? Well, any final thoughts, just enjoy Fusion, and I'm very curious how and what is going to top up last year's 
um, fusion party, the start of the fusion party, because last year in New Orleans, the Mardi Gras marching band, that was top of the game. So let's see what will happen in Vegas, whether it stays in Vegas or not. What's the theme this year? Do we even know? You and I should know. Shows you how first yes. we are in this. What else? Hookers and slot machines. We are in Vegas. <laughs> no, the party. The party. Right. Well, thanks for joining us. Well, thank, thank you for you. having me and my random well. thoughts on comparing MGM to a Siam ecosystem. I, I think you did really good in 90 seconds. I forgot to mention the pimps. They are part of the ecosystem, too. <laughs> Next. Any, any of any of you here hear? standing just staring at us like a fishbowl. <laughs> Have you had Thorsten? Have you had Thorsten? Just came to heckle you, Eddie. Thorsten? Have you been on just the came podcast? To heckle you, Eddie. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Or admire you. Podcast. Do you know Ray and Bruno? I do. She's supposed to be talking on the podcast, not to everybody on the way here. Oh, Thorsten? Thorsten, come join us. Doug? I'm a stand-in. Doug is over there. Let's go to the VIP. Doug came by only for the pictures, not the talk. Welcome to our show. Thank you very much. How are you doing? Oh, perfect. What brings you here? Pictures. Uh, ITSMS, of course. Are you presenting? I think we talked earlier. No, this year I'm not presenting. So, oh, last shopping. three years I've been presenting, but uh, not this year. So do you feel relaxed? Because I know that when I have to present, I, have to to I get all nervous and I get all worked up and I lose sleep and all those things happen. And I am just so chill. It's it's a different feeling because the last three years I have been presenting and you're right you're you're nervous and you don't you know you know you don't take the time mingle as much you go to the hotel room and you practice and you go to bed early and yeah so it, it's it's totally different when when you're not speaking. Tell us give us uh, what you've learned so far or a takeaway that you've had from from this conference. Uh, one of the best presentations was uh, Ken Wendell's when he uh, talked about uh, service improvement. What is an improvement? And he 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 presented it in a way that is not uh, the standard way of presenting it, like one of the five phases. So he said it's uh, it, it it's not a phase like one of the five phases. And he looked at it from a from a different angle it was was very interesting very enlightening very good i liked it and of course he had the macarena customer service improvement dance we all stood up and we had a dance and you know so it was that was fun you got a bunch of it service management people to dance he did it was pretty amazing first everybody was like feel feeling silly about it but uh, we danced for like i would say 2 3 minutes oh, we should have filmed that <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that yeah it was fun it was great it was it was good i hope they got it on camera so what's the most surprising thing so far outside of the dancing ITSM people? The most surprising thing uh, that, that there are some people here that I expected to be here that didn't show up actually. I think that's, that's there are a lot of uh, uh, individuals that I thought would come but they haven't seen them. Uh, did you notice though that there's a lot of young new faces, a lot, of, a lot of people way younger than you and I? I was very surprised when they asked in the uh, session there and said, who are first-timers? Yeah. And I think 30% raised yeah. their hands, 
and it was it was interesting to see. I like that. It was, it was great. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. But then I'm surprised. Why are we not growing as much than if 30% are coming? And, you know, it, it, you would expect that people will come back. Because I think it's fantastic. I'm coming back blood. every year. Yeah, we need some new blood. Eventually we're going to retire, right? No. Just do podcasts for a living. We're all young. We're still young. That's true. <laughs> right? I'm very young. Yeah. I'm way younger than you. Oh, well, that's good. Well, Thorsten, it was great seeing you again. Thanks for coming by and saying hi to us. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Enjoy the rest of the conference. I will. I will. And I don't have some more. All right. All right. Since I'm not a speaker, I can drink and enjoy and have fun. All right. Did I mention I'm speaking tomorrow? <laughs> no, you didn't. It's past my bedtime. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to go to a show. What am I fishing? Yeah. Ray and Bruno. I, I think, uh, I'm going to do cop. Yeah. See it every time. HDI, there was a service management conference in Miami, and I had the pleasure See you later. of meeting this wonderful woman. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Ah, my pleasure. All right, we're just going to wait for words of wisdom to emerge from you. Seriously, you're going to put it on me? No, well, really actually, actually, it was kind of interesting because you're talking about how we're seeing some younger people here, and I'm going to talk about generation got tomorrow oh, yeah. and it's actually part two because last year there was so much interest and interestingly i was sharing info and afterwards people followed me and they said well you know i wanted to know this and i wanted to know that so this time they're going to get to ask questions but here's an interesting point last year 2015 the millennials became the largest part of the workforce about a million behind the, the gen xers and boomers we are on the way out like you said <laughs> they are kicking us. They are. Uh, we're, we're kicking and screaming on the way out of that. But it's interesting because, you know, a lot of boomers are now being managed by millennials. And uh, they're finding it quite challenging. That is difficult. It is. So it's it's cool to see I'm them here. Yeah. It tough. I, I have to admit, I love new blood. I love the energy. I used to have a, a team lead at a service desk who, I should be careful, who wasn't that experienced in the industry. But he was hungry, and so I point him in a direction like, "Go sign up for HDI t- team lead, uh, tear it up," and he would come back and he would say, without even taking a breath, he'd say, "I want to do this, and I 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 want to do this." A lot of energy, and uh, and I I feel like I'm passionate about what I do, but this guy was off the charts, and he made real change in our organization. And it fits right in with what millennials do. I mean, we perceive them as getting a job and wanting to be CIO in a month. Yeah. Uh, however, what you just said, that's exactly what they want. They want to learn, they want to accomplish, they want to do more, and they're multitaskers. So we can't give them these single-minded projects. Yeah. We have to continue to challenge them. Yeah. One of yes. the things that I read was that it's, it's not so much that they want to be in charge, it's just that they want to know that they're making a difference, that they're doing Absolutely. something that's valuable. They need to have the dots connected between what they do every day and what the company does. Yeah. And they want the company to give back. So it is, it's pretty fascinating. I only did it because Fancy asked me to, and now I'm like in love with the topic. Uh, no, I think it's something you can use in everything you do. Yeah, absolutely. So. so what's the biggest surprise of the conference that you've seen so far? Hmm. Feels like it just got started, didn't it? Just yeah. get started. It did today. Yeah. Uh, the biggest surprise is that we have big screens with the game. <laughs> That's the biggest surprise. Uh, and so Cleveland is up. yes. Which weren't there originally. They were brought in. 
last night. Yes, which yeah. I think is really cool because there's such an interest in it. So it's interesting. Okay, so that is a surprise. Look at all these IT people that love watching baseball. Yeah. Breaks all the stereotypes. Yeah, we're not coding Python in our hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anymore. That's right. So, well, thanks, guys. It was yeah. good to see you. Before you depart us, so far, have you uh, have you been attending sessions? Have you picked up anything? Uh, well, I taught the DSM class, so I, I when somebody was also talking about not seeing the uh, desktop support manager class, and there were a lot of people that are new to Fusion and that were new to our classes, so I thought that was pretty cool. And I saw the keynote this morning, and I loved that. I thought that was a good way to challenge us that to get outside keynote. the box and view things differently. So that's my key takeaway for the day, I'd say. I look up to you. You're amazing. But and I look up to you, <laughs> who's looking up to I'm her. Just, just saying. There is no but in this statement. Yeah. I'm serious. Oh, thank I you. I always tell you this. You just like answer the same old BS all the time. That I really what? <laughs> you mean I say the same thing all the time? Yeah. No, I appreciate it, Eddie. To pull a joke on you or something uh, like that. I and appreciate it. My few times that I'm sincere and honest. You know, she doesn't realize that I uh, Wow. I need to show no sincere empathy. No, I, I really do appreciate it. And you know, I... I'll be ditto. in Atlanta in January. Ah, are you? For the analyst of the year. All right. So hopefully you're in town. I hope so, too. I'll my wife up there so we can see her. Are you going to zip line? Okay. We're going to do some zip lining and hiking and all those great things. All right. Looking forward to seeing you there. Well, thanks. See thanks ya. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for stopping. Bye-bye. All right, guys, thank you. We're going to be wrapping this up soon. There are a couple of standing by that have wandered off. We're at about an hour and 12 minutes right now. That's like world record for us. Okay, and I'm trying to look up the game right here so I can give an update, even though by the time people listen to this podcast, it's not going to really make a difference. But so far, tell me, this is your first pseudo live podcast what do you think I love the people I love having people on here I love uh, when people face a question they weren't expecting and we are an editing case uh, so if you hear anything offensive sorry about that but it's live it's real uh, you know, there really is if, if people weren't able to attend and they're listening to this recorded online this is a tremendous place to be as a, as a service management professional. The, there's a lot of energy here. There's a lot of positive, uh, just kind of forward momentum that, that can take you in your career. I know a lot of people come here looking for solutions. And I know that the program committee really focuses on what are people going to take away from this session? What, what you know, two or three things can they take back uh, to their day-to-day job that makes life better for them? And I love that focus. Many, many years ago, so many conferences were so academic and theoretical. You know, you hear uh, a presentation on how to do incident management or, or, or any of the process work or any of the more technical pieces, and then you go back to your job and you'd be left going, well, it made so much sense at Fusion but or at the conference, but I don't even know what to do when I, when I turn in and, and go back to my work. So there's been a lot of focus on practical takeaways, uh, 
a, a lot of focus on people giving their story of this is what we did at my company or the engagement that I was doing. Here's the mistakes we made or the problems that we had, and here's how we overcame them. So I think it's it's a really uh, it's a conference that's, that's rich with takeaways, things that you can take back home with you. You know, that's the biggest thing that I get from this is because we don't know it all, and. I remember going to my first conference and realizing, and I share the story all the time. I've been in IT for about 20 years, and I go to this conference, and it's like, I am on fire. And I realize all the mistakes I made along the way, and yeah, I, I get it now, and then it's like, well, it validates a little bit of what you've been doing, because you don't, if you don't go outside your four walls, you never realize what other people are, are doing. And the thing is, for people to share their stories, I like more the, the failures because yeah. I think at least I learn more from that. And, you know, running into... This is sort of like a, a family, in my opinion. I think there's, there's been a real change about it. Conferences used to be more about just... <laughs> Julie's rejoined us and is making faces out of right now. Conferences used to be a lot about hey, this is something that I've learned, or this is something that we struggled through. And then somewhere along the way, I don't know whether it's, and, and no offense to consultants or trainers or whatnot, but it, it kind of uh, became a thing of, hey, I'm the expert at this topic, I know everything, this is what you need to know. And it, and it was kind of intimidating to people, and it was kind of of limited value, because you don't know what the challenges are in my company, you don't know the issues that we face, you don't know the constraints that we're under, so this, this isn't a definitive work. So I need help, I need advice, I need information that I can take back and make it work. You know, the adopt, uh, adapt, uh, improvise, overcome uh, view that I have about service management. So Your I, name's Eddie, by the way. So I... <laughs> the reason I'm looking at my name tag is to really understand the theme of this conference, which is the next generation of service management. And it just clicked. I hate to say the light bulb just went out. Or off. On. <laughs> on. on. You, you've been it light. went out a while Do ago, that but that's okay. Figure something out. I did. Okay, the light went on. We're talking about the millennium. And the younger there, generation. There, it's back on. I, it was going dim there for a second. And the gen younger gen generation. And we do need this new generation again. And I'm not going anywhere unless they kick me out. But I'm looking forward to seeing some changes and some things that I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just I'm excited about the future. Can I can I make a comment? I, absolutely. Jules, Julie Moore has joined us again. So I, I do have to say that uh, my children have grown up in the technology era. I mean, since they were two and a half years old, my son was playing on a computer and, you know, got a CCNA before he even graduated high school. And that's not an exaggeration. That's for real. No, no. That's, they do that. There, there's, when I look at my generation, and I fall into that baby boomer realm, I'm at the very end of that baby boom, by the way. <laughs> just, just putting that out there. We're in the same club. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I recognize that there's a tremendous amount of difference between growing up with technology your entire life and, and adapting or adopting technology in mid-career. So putting that out there. The second part of that, and I, I'm, I was listening to you guys, um, 
millennials tend to take advice to an extent until they can find that it's proven or tried themselves. And so a lot of times we have a lot of experience here and we have the same kind of speakers coming back over and over again. And while it resonates to me, and I get it, and I understand, yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff that works. We need to really be open to new ideas, new ways of trying things. And when you sit for too long in the, this is the way that I know is successful, you're, it, it's, it's just like... You know, we were talking about this in our podcast. It's the disruptors, right? The people that are thinking about doing things in new ways that are actually reinventing stuff that works more effectively, like Uber for personal travel or Airbnb, right? And, and, and those disruptors have a significant place in our society. So when you start looking at having speakers that have been around for a long time, a lot of that is the established, this is the way that we do things or we've always done things. And I like the fact that we're bringing in more innovative type speakers and introducing new topics that tend to be more of the disruption, right? And that's important. And I was kind of talking about this earlier about the, I don't know, from a demo perspective, but I, I think those kind of things kind of throw a rock through the window to say, hey, we're here. It's causing the establishment to say, well, what are those key essential elements of service management? Because the process isn't the core essential element. The this is how we've done it for 20 years, 30 years is not the core essential element. And if there's a better way to to achieve those uh, the outcomes and those core essential elements, then we should be bringing it on. And, and sometimes we mistake the best practice with. As this is the way it needs to be done. You need to do it this way without ourselves saying, why? Why does it need to be done that way? Too, too little of challenging the status quo. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry I interrupted you guys again, but I saw you sitting here without anybody and you're just kind of talking yeah. to yourselves, and I thought, we didn't look too pretty. gee, okay. I'd just come on over here since my team is losing. We ran and... out of money. <laughs> and casino chips. It's all well, good. It's all good. We're at an hour and 20. So I do want to wrap this up. And I don't know, Greg, if you have any parting thoughts. I think I gave my parting thoughts. I'm really excited about where we're at. I'm excited about the future of change management. Uh, <laughs> service management. I bet you are. I, I am. <laughs> oh, that's pretty I'm excited about um, service management. I'm excited about the conference. I'm excited about all the energy. Uh, I, I, I think we're in a good place. I enjoy these conferences. Sometimes I wonder, what am I doing here again? Am I going to get it, gain anything? Am I going to learn? Because I struggle with some, the content sometimes. But the networking and the people, at least for me at this point in my career, is what makes a difference. Can I say one more thing? Please. Thank you guys for doing this. No, really. Thank you. Seriously. I mean, you know, in... in I go back to the same conversation about the disruption, right? Being able to sit here, talk with leading experts, and bring that message to uh, attendees in a different way. You're working, you're working and connecting with people at a different level, and that's important. So thank you. Experts? Yeah. She's talking about you, Greg. I think no, I was, I was talking about the people you were interviewing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, got it. I, I knew that was I love that. <laughs> Well, we're here at Fusion 16 at the MGM Grand Hotel in Las Vegas. Day one of conference, two more to go.
Welcome to Connect Learn Grow FM, ITSMF USA's monthly podcast for the IT service management community. ITSMF USA, people, process, and tools with you in mind.